Quest Gaming Network is proud to present Adrenaline Gaming, the show about all things first-person shooter, fighter, and action platformer. Come get some. Hi everybody, welcome back to Adrenaline Gaming Podcast, episode number four. We apologize for missing last week, but none of the host schedules really mesh well, and we just couldn't get a, a recording done for you guys. And with the network's recording schedule, scheduling another day to do it is virtually impossible. However, we are back this week, and we are going to continue to bring out shows for you guys every single week as much as we can. Today's episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com, the best earbuds on the market you guys can't go wrong. They even have the optional uh, microphone you can use for your iPhone, your Android device. I still use mine all the time for my cell phone. It's great when I'm driving around. Remember, don't talk on your cell phone without a hands-free device. It's the law in most states. And so, again, that is tweakedaudio.com. And if you use the code off the record, all one word, you get 30% off your order. That's the cheapest earphones you can get from them are $19.95. That brings it down dramatically, just about $13, with free shipping. Can't beat it. All right, today in Adrenaline Gaming, we're going to be talking about Black Ops 2, Borderlands 2, Planet Side 2, and all the goodies about that coming up on the release soon. And Daniel has some Dishonored for us. And we're going to get into that right now. Hi, everybody. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and joining me as, as always, is Mr. Michael Forney. Yo. Who has the best intro in all of Quest Gaming Network. Simple, Yo. sweet, to the point, right, Mike? Yo. <laughs> and joining us, as always, is Daniel Buntini Wilson. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on for the fourth show in a row, Joe. Really appreciate it. Yep. Unfortunately, Derek could not make it tonight. He has to take care of a family estate. His uncle passed away recently, and uh, we're sorry for for that. And his family, it's never a death of family is never very much fun. So our best goes out to him as he handles things with his family. All right, we have a lot to talk about. We have uh, Black Ops Two. I uh, immediately rushed to uh, what's the word I want to use for for That's this. Fine. Uh, I wasn't going to say the actual name, Daniel. Oh, sorry. We'll just call it Buy Best. Um, <laughs> I went over to Best Buy, picked up Call of Duty Black Ops 2 in high hopes that they had finally figured out how to do offline multiplayer correct. Unfortunately, I was disappointed again. However, I, in his defense, I got to say that the offline multiplayer for Black Ops 2, even though the lack of the leveling system like you would find in... Uh, Modern Warfare 2, 3, it's still a lot of fun. I'm, I only really play the Call of Duty series when it's offline multiplayer. That's why I buy them. For the new maps, the new weapons, and just the fun to, to you know, beat up on Dan and, and my, my son and, and his, uh, his friends as they come over all the time. And even my little daughter, my 10 year old daughter play with us the other night and it was, uh, quite interesting. She was so thrilled she got four kills. <laughs> uh, Black Ops 2 did bring back the bots so you can set multiple bots to fight with you or against you for a training session and unfortunately you do not level up 
And anyone who's playing with you on the offline multiplayer has to reconfigure their class, their set, their loadouts every single time. Because like the Black Ops 1, and they didn't learn from their mistake, you have only the first player's loadouts are saved. Um, so that's just, that's a big fall with it. I think the perfect offline multiplayer is Call of Duty, like Modern Warfare 3 and Black Ops 2 combined. Have the leveling system of the Modern Warfare franchise with the bot system of Black Ops 2. You got to Well, they couldn't. Why not? Because that was with the other Modern Warfare series and they lost the rights to it. They had to change it up. Legally. Really? Yep. They were still able to call it Call of Duty at that point? Yeah, they didn't lose the name. They they it was the they lost the rights to like the leveling system and stuff like that. Well, that's a bum rap. So, yeah, so they had to completely redo it and kind of change the way they did everything. That stinks. Couldn't, yeah, it does. Whatever they could they could have done something different with it. Yeah. Come some kind of suedo leveling system. Well, I don't know. I, I don't have it, so. Because that's <laughs> not something you can exactly copyright. Yeah, it may not be the exact same as Modern Warfare 3, but there's other ways of doing it. But anyway, I, I did have a blast with it. I lost 3 out of 12 games, which is unusual for me. Normally I, I don't lose. And I won 1 out of 12. It was awesome. I think you I, beat I was me so by like happy with 1 myself. or 2 kills. Huh? We usually set it to about unlimited time for, time limit with about 60 kill limit. And the nice thing, one of the cool things about Black Ops 2 is you can set all the lower details of the game now in offline multiplayer. Like, you can give um, bonus kill for hit, for killing a headshot. So a headshot counts as two kills instead of one. And we put that option on all the time when we play our offline mm-hmm. matches. It makes it more of a challenge and the extra thrill of getting a headshot. Hey, I got a headshot. Now I got two points for that kill. We usually do a 60 kill is our limit. And I usually win. I remember one game I had 32 kills, but one was 60. So I had uh, <laughs> nearly every single kill except for uh, two of them were headshot kills. Nice. Playing with the bots is pretty cool. I mean, the, the bots feel a lot smarter than they did in Black Ops 1. Oh, yes, a lot smarter. Not like those retards sit there and stare at you while, while looking at their gun. <laughs> you run up to them and shoot them. Uh, I know the harder modes of Black Ops 2 was just, or Black Ops was ridiculous, to where they would uh, use no tactics, but they would be a pinpoint accurate shot. You get If they saw you, you were dead within a second. Every time it was a headshot, no matter what you did. Um, I haven't played the higher levels of Black Ops 2 yet for the bots. Kind of scared to. But for the recruit level, we were playing that just to get used to the game. They were actually intelligent, and they were using strategy most of the time. Some of them were pretty stupid, like sitting there point-blank trying to shoot each other and missing. That made me laugh. But uh, I remember I ran by those two NPCs, took one bullet shot, hit them both through the head, and walked off. But the uh, perks... Uh, not the perks, but the uh, the kill streak system was what they call it in this one, Dan. Support streaks. Yeah, support streaks. They are awesome. Oh, I think so awesome! Black Ops definitely has the best kill streaks. Kill streaks that you can get of the Call of Duty series. Without a shadow of doubt, uh, you can get a death machine now as part of your kill streak. Did you oh, ever play Borderlands Joe. One, Mike? Huh? Did you ever play Borderlands One? Of course I played Borderlands 1. Remember the death machine that was a random from the the support crates? I, oh, you mean, you're talking about Borderlands 1, Joe? Uh, Black Ops <laughs> yeah. 1. 
I'm out of it, man. Whoa. I, I meant Black Ops yes. 1. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Well, now it's an actual perk you can get for... I don't remember how many. They do it by points, not by kills. Nice. That's awesome. So yeah. I, I, I get that thing two or three times a game. Love it. And it do, you don't lose it when you die. It goes away when you run out of ammo. That's the one thing I don't like about it, especially when I'm on the other end <laughs> of the shooting. I get a every Which time I get that thing out there. The yeah, I, every time I, I use that thing, I get a um, an achievement for called decimation. So I, it basically means I obliterated my enemy. Yeah, whenever I hear that sound, uh, and see a dot that uh, on the radar that is Joe, I move. Far away from that dot as possible. I'll just walk through the entire map mowing down everything that comes near me. Nice. Love it. There's yeah. um hmm? That's Joe's favorite. My favorite is the uh amped up version of the Predator missile. The, yeah, where you can split it. Oh yeah. I love that thing. I whenever I fire it, I take I aim it towards a group of people, then Right when I, it's about to hit the ground, split it and take out, like, five people with one. Yeah, unlike the Predator missile in Modern Warfare 3, where it's pretty much useless because you get one kill from it, yay. Most people can dodge it anyway. Sometimes two or three if you get lucky and get someone in a cluster, but the one in uh, Black Ops 2 actually has a cluster bomb warhead. It can activate in which will cluster an entire area on the map. And there's this uh, lightning strike where you can select three different areas on the map. It's basically like the mortar team in Black Ops 1. But faster. And covers more area. I mean, as soon as you hit those dots, that strike hits and everyone in that area is dead. I got seven kills today on one shot with that. Nice. So I, I love the kill streaks. There's a, an airplane gunner that you can do that is phenomenal. It's all futuristic based. So all the weapons are weapons you don't we don't see nowadays. They have one of those, you know, those uh, the military is designing that that uh, sound amplification weapon mm-hmm. that really like, blows. Designed to blow out your eardrums. They have that in Black Ops too as as a perk. I forgot the name of it, but it's it. I'm afraid it's gonna blow out my my TV speakers when I that yeah, thing's near us. It, I think it's called the Guardian. Yeah, the Guardian. Yeah, and me nuts. being hard of hearing, I really hate that thing as well. <laughs> and it's even worse when you me. become a victim of it. That thing is nasty. And there's uh, there's quite a few goodies. The weapons are a lot of fun. Um, they actually have a, a submachine gun that's on a burst fire. You can I've never seen a submachine gun on burst fire before, but it does three round burst fire, and it's instant. I mean, those three shots are out, and you're hitting again out. It's almost like it's fully automatic, but with more punch to it. So I've only played twelve games. I really don't know the names of the weapons yet because they're all different there's some really awesome scopes like there's one that will trace anyone in within your sights we'll put a a, finder yeah put a target finder a tracer on them i'm colorblind to sin and so sometimes in these maps i don't see people off the bat with that little uh, target finder it just pops up i can go right there to them hit them and move on to the next person it made it's it's improved my game a little bit with just using that one sight and there's this really cool site that scans areas. If someone stays too, stands, like, if there's an anti-camper scope, Mike, mm-hmm. 
It'll scan an area. If anyone's sitting still, it'll ping them, no matter what, no, no matter what they're behind, so you know exactly where they're at. Nice. That would be helpful. There's Very a lot helpful. of really, really, really cool things. There's like the, there's a helicopter drone in in Modern Warfare Three that will mark people. There's a similar type of drone in Black Ops Two, but it has a machine gun attached. Oh yes, the Dragonfire drone. That is my top kill streak, and I love it. The only thing that I have to uh, complain about is that it can be hacked with a this black box thing that uh, my nephew loves to use. So every time I get it, it goes straight on down. He hacks it, and it's gone. The loadouts are different well as well for this. You get a limit of 10 items. And you can select how many grenades or, or different types of uh, uh, attachments you can do for each weapon. So actually the way it, it works with the whole system is it gives you a lot more options and different ways of, of customizing your loadout. Like you can, get a th- you can use up one slot in order to get a third slot for your primary weapon for attachments. But that, secondary, that, that third attachment will cost you two slots on your bar. So there's a lot of mixing and matching and how you want to do your, your weapons. There's a, a ton of attachments for guns. Tons of them. I mean, there's a... Uh, even for the crossbow from Black Ops 1, they have attachments for it. Like scopes, they have one that'll do three bolts at once and split them. And explode. That thing's crazy. Uh, <clears throat> one of my favorite attachments for any of the guns is the select fire. Mm. I, I love putting that on my assault rifles because... Yeah, if I have a big group of people, I'll put it to fully automatic and just mow them down. If I don't, I'll just switch it to burst fire for more accuracy and higher punch and just take out enemies like that. It's really helpful. So that's our our, our initial review of Black Ops 2. I mean, I haven't played the one-player mode. I don't normally play the campaign in Call of Duty. But the Black Ops 2 one, the opening cinematic was extremely emotional. It's extremely well done. It's like, okay, now I gotta play this campaign because I really want to see what this how this plays out. It was crazy, and they brought back zombies. I haven't had a chance to play that yet. What do you think about the opening cinematic, Dan? I thought it was it was dark for a video game. To be honest, it was. <laughs> it disturbed and, my son. and emotional. Really? You probably haven't played very many video games then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for a Call of Duty video game. Well, Call of Duty is very well known for their campaigns to be um, questionable on the morality issue. Uh, Most in particular, the the most famous one was in uh, Modern Warfare 2, where your character, who was an undercover spy with a terrorist cell, had to go and shoot up an entire airport. So it, it caused such a stir they had to put an option in the game shortly after, allowing you to turn off that content. I noticed that Black Ops 2 has that switch as well to turn off that content. But it takes away from the game for me. I, I'm going to give the, the campaign a shot. Maybe I'll have Dan play and watch him for a while. Either way, I'm going to get more into it. I'm going to try multiplayer online. I'm really liking Black Ops 2. The graphics are more gritty. They're darker and more gritty, but it has definitely that worn battlefield type of feel to it. I like it. I really do. It needs to have indestructible environments now that make it better, 
oh. worlds upon worlds better. But, yeah, you know. just just mix it with Battlefield. Mm-hmm. And we've got the perfect FPS and war and game. It's more like an it, arcade FPS. And speaking of which, yeah. we've gotten a lot of comments about people asking us, "Are we going to cover Halo Four? Why aren't we going to cover Halo 4? Now, please don't hate on this, but I don't like the Halo series at all. I played 1, 2, and 3, and didn't like them. Didn't touch the offshoots, like Reach. I know all about them, but there's issues to me. I play multiplayer. That's my thing with first-person shooters. I don't care about the campaign. I like the multiplayer aspect. And there's a big problem with the multiplayer aspect in Halo they've never fixed. And that is emptying an entire clip of a machine gun into somebody at point blank. Watching them laugh at you and stab you and kill you in your full armor. It's ridiculous. The only time I did good in Halo 3 is when I was running around doing nothing but stabbing people. Nothing but that. It's ridiculous. And I I promptly put down the controller never to pick up another Halo game again. And I won't. Uh, I've seen all the reports already about Halo 4. It's the same exact scenario. And besides the fact I don't own a place, uh, Xbox 360, and I don't, I really can't afford it. But that, that's my opinion on Halo 4, and why I personally will not be covering it. You guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it does seem like the generic Halo game, but they did change a lot of things due to a new member of the development team. Or so I've heard. I'm. I haven't really seen a lot of reviews about it, but I'd be willing to give it a try just to see how it plays out. I watched comparison videos of Halo 2, 3, and 4 multiplayer, and the only, time, only way you can tell a difference is the maps are prettier and the graphics are prettier through each interval. That's it. Yeah, I don't really like the Halo games. I have an Xbox, but I pretty much just got it for Gears of War. Yeah, Gears of and War Mass, is a good one. And Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Both we will be covering if they come out new a new iteration of those, which I know they are. There's already been yeah. works of those. Both of them. Next w- year for Gears of War, and I'm not sure for Mass Effect, really. I would like to get an Xbox 360. I just can't afford it. I mean, I have my PC, which I do the vast majority of my gaming on, and my PlayStation 3. Yeah, I can't afford to get Black Ops, so I have a new laptop coming in a couple of weeks, so... I only really use my PlayStation 3 for the uh, offline multiplayer for like Borderlands 2 and Call of Duty series and some sports games. Other than that, I don't really do much with it. I spend a lot of my like online multiplayer I do for my PC, my single player games all through my PC. The graphics are better, it's flu- it's more fluid. So, I'd rather be in front of my 55-inch TV playing my PlayStation. I'd rather be in front of my 25-inch monitor. Nah, not me. It just looks prettier, and I have a really comfy chair. <laughs> I got a really comfy couch. It's really nice. Hey, teach their own, right? I'm a PC gamer. I love my consoles. Don't get me wrong. I had a 360 until it red ringed to death due to memory frying. So uh, I never got it repaired. It wasn't worth the cost, and it's not. I haven't got a chance to buy one since. It's just not worth the risk at me at the time for putting down a $300 for an Xbox 360 just to have it red ring on me again. I got two PS3s in this house. Yeah, I know. Your son and yours. Yep. <laughs> now, I know that they dropped the price of the 360 by $50 for the holiday season. That's not enough still. <laughs> they actually have a uh, 
a version at I don't know if it's Walmart or I can't think it's Walmart. You get the 360 plus you get the the Skylanders game for mm-hmm. 150. Really? Yeah. That's not bad. So I was when I was looking through. I think it's Walmart. I was looking through one of the ads today. You know, getting ideas for Christmas. <laughs> I almost got the Halo Four. I almost thought about getting the Halo Four bundle because my son wants to play Halo Four. But and even then, I don't want him playing on multiplayer because the kids who play that multiplayer, their parents need to slap them a few times with the things oh, they yeah. say. It's ridiculous. Adults, you know, they're free to say whatever they want, but still. It drove me nuts listening to some kids when I played Halo 3 online once. Nuts. That's here or there. <clears throat> we do have a lot of the stuff to cover, in particular Borderlands 2. Uh, Mike, what have you been up to in that? Oh, I bet about halfway through the second playthrough now. I'm almost level 43. It's been uh, it's been fun. Uh, you're right though. Some of the uh, the badass mobs are, are kind of difficult now. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of. The hardest one I fought was uh, the quest where you have to inject the little flying like things. You get eject their a- eggs. And yeah. They turn into a mutated. Oh my god, they were so friggin' hard. They hurt big but time. But eventually, I found a way to easily kill them. And that involves a rocket launcher <laughs> and my turret. <laughs> Me and Dan play on two-player mode, so it's even harder than it's than single-player mode. It's ridiculous how much harder it is. I can still one-shot most things if I get a headshot, especially with my sniper rifle. I can't with but, multiplayer. But uh, that, but that's it. <laughs> not not badass mobs. They're uh, they're kind of difficult, but uh, the funny thing was I was going through the first part of the game where you have to go fight Flint on his ship, mm-hmm. and I got to the part where Claptrap's getting beat up by the bandits, and Flint leans over the edge and starts shooting me all the way from the top. <laughs> so I pull out my sniper rifle, and I kill him from the very bottom. So then I run all the way to the top, and he's already dead, <laughs> so I just run on through and finish the area. <laughs> Lucky. Huh. It was kind of funny. I was like, why is he shooting me from up there? He can't even hit me very well. <laughs> I found a, a little bug on my single player, on my commando, my PC version. It allowed me to farm the uh, the last boss without being touched. Yeah, nice. I, I finally beat hmm. the game with my commando. And I'm in the second playthrough. He's in his late 30s, almost 40. And when I beat the game, the boss dropped a uh, legendary sniper rifle. I couldn't believe it. An incendiary legendary sniper rifle, a level 38 weapon, 36 weapon? No, it's 36, yeah. And it's completely BA. It's almost as powerful as the um, epics I have on my level 50 assassin. And I one-shot everything with that thing. Now it's ridiculous and puts anything on fire I don't one-shot. It's got like a 33% chance or a 34% chance. But what you do at the end of the boss is you um, re- restart the game. You quit out and go back in, but don't go into the, the the new playthrough. Just go right back into the game, and it will put you right where you spawned before the boss. When you go down to his platform, when you start going near his platform, he'll pop up out of the ground and start to attack even before you go down that ledge you can't get back up on. They go into his arena, Mike. Mm-hmm. So he'll be there fighting in that little arena and you're sitting 50 feet away from that arena just able to hit him without ever being touched. Nice. I did that seven, eight times just <laughs> farming loot. Now, nice. You're, I was right next to the uh, the ammo depot. So mm-hmm. I'd run back, get ammo, run back, 
rocket launcher some more, a couple sniper rifle shots, go back, get some more ammo, do it again. Kill nice. him a few dozen times. Got a ton of money and a couple epics from it. It was really, really fun. But it, it is a glitch. You shouldn't be able to do that. I believe in our in our two-player game, it actually created a shield right there. Right before you got down that ledge or right after you got down that ledge, so you couldn't do that kind of glitch. But that shield wasn't there on my single-player campaign. Hmm. So I got to just pretty much farm him. I wonder if that's just a PC bug then. I don't know. I don't know if it was because me and Dan were playing two-player or not. But that shield wasn't there on my single player. Huh. It might have been a PC bug. I'll have to test it on my PlayStation and find out. Because I know there was bugs different on different games. Because I know they just had a patch just for the C- PC version to pick some bu- bugs uh, yesterday or today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so actually, I saw came them out this posted morning. on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, they fixed a lot of bugs, a lot of different issues with different uh, quests. Did uh, you guys ever get the uh, Halloween costumes? No, I didn't do I, the code. I got all five of them. <laughs> on Halloween, they were putting out codes that you just put into your uh, shift account, and they mm-hmm. give you a. They were all pr- basically bumblebee costumes, you know, black and yellow. All right, but I got them. <clears throat> I got them all. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, I was like, hey, I can do it. Let's get them all. Me and Dan have been playing our two-player one, not as often as we like, because I've been really, really busy with other things lately. But we are level fifty, and we are about, I want to say, about three quarters away done through the second playthrough. Sounds about right. And we did notice a a much higher increase in the rarity drops of weapons. Yeah, I uh, we were playing today before the show, and uh, we were just doing this random quest, and a epic assault rifle dropped. I'm like, and two blues that dropped from regular enemies as well in the same fight. Never seen this before. This is new. It never happened before. So, not everything switches to level 50, by the way. I heard someone tell me, yeah, yeah, once you hit 50, all the mobs instantly switch no, to level 50. No, not once you hit 50. No, they don't. After you beat the game again. Right. Then everything will go to 50. That's the same thing that happened in the first Borderlands. Yep. Once you beat the game the second time, everything levels up to 50. So, I mean, that might be the... farm everything. Yeah, that might be the best time to get actual weapon drops... So we're going to get through that playthrough and wait for you to get 50, Mike, so we can go and take on mm. those uh, epic, non-killable bosses, apparently. That won't take me long. Good, because I think an assassin, a gunzerker, and a commando is a good combo. Yeah, we just don't have a healer. <laughs> right. That's all right, though. So somebody Enough who's a, uh, siren, join us. <laughs> if you're level 50 siren on a PlayStation 3 version, come join us. Would greatly appreciate the help. Campo four hundred one. Dark side. <laughs> Campo four hundred one is my username on PlayStation three. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's Borderlands two is still awesome. I, I can't get enough of it, and I've been playing it for two months now. And I'm gonna level up more and more characters as I do it. Commando, I'm I like that a lot more than my assassin. I went back to my original style of my assassin, where I can vanish and throw darts at people and blow them up. I seem to be doing better on the second playthrough with that. Uh, other than that, I mean, we got a lot of Black... Or, not Black Ops 2. We got a lot of uh, Planet Side 2 stuff to go over. Lots tonight. Reason being is, is Planet Side 2 is nearing its end of beta. As a matter of fact, they officially announced it will be ending at 11.59 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the 16th. A.m. or P.M.? I thought it was P.M. Uh, is it P.M.? I think Maybe. so. 
Either way, it's ending on the 16th. <clears throat> so be warned. I went into the game today to check things out, and I'll get into that in a second. But however, there is a lot of news that came out. And Mike, what was the first bit? All right. Well, on uh, last Wednesday at 7 a.m., the name reservation went live for uh, anyone who bought Alpha, Alpha Squad. So uh, if you guys haven't gotten around to doing that yet, head over to uh, planetside.com and there'll be a little button there you can click on to reserve your name. Planetside2.com or planetside.com? Oh, sorry, planetside2.com. <laughs> and you'll be able to uh, reserve your name as long as uh, somebody else hasn't uh, taken it yet. So. Widget's been reserved. Yeah, it's 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on 11.16. Okay, so right at noon. No, right at midnight. Oh, duh, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. And we all, and we all, they also finally launched Amorish, the third continent. Yes, they did. I it's have very been, pretty. I played around in that, and my lightning got stuck in hills all the time. Mm. Just stay on the road on it in, in Amorish, and you'll be all right. It's really pretty. I ran around, but when I was there, there was there was nobody there. I ran around for like twenty or thirty minutes and did not find one person. Well, at so the end I, of beta, yeah, yeah, I went somewhere else. <laughs> I had to get the killing done. The game does go live on the twentieth, so we're getting really, really close. Six days away. So next episode, we're going to be talking about the live, the game going live, and our, our first initial thoughts of, of how far it's come. I've been personally blown away how much has changed and improved in that game since we since I've been in about beta, which is what three months now. Something like that. Months? Yeah, it's been a while. I was in alpha. That was crazy. Uh, okay, so the updates they had a few last week. Um, the first phase of the new player experience has been added. Base facility ownership bonuses have been added. Uh, tug-of-war capture mechanics, Mike. You've experienced this. Yeah, the tug-of-war capture mechanics have taken over the ticket system where, uh, when capturing bases. It's, it's really fun. Um, basically, how many people you have in there, at least from what I can tell, seems to increase it. But you actually have to drain. They still have the three bars that they had before, mm-hmm. and one of them will be full, which is whoever has the base captured. So say it's the TR. You have to drain that bar all the way down to drain, and then to get yours all the way up. So right. if you've got like a bunch of people from both factions there, the bars neither bars might move because you have the exact same amount. That's when so, the warfare uh, begins. Yeah, we we were doing it today. Uh, I I think it was crossroads, but I'm not sure. Uh, I can't remember what base we were on, and and I was my medic, of course, because my medic is awesome. <laughs> and we went in and we took this base real easily from uh, from the TR, real easy, and we got it within like 15 minutes. We were just walk, went, standing around. And then they started attacking our generators, and then they started coming in force, and eventually we couldn't even hold them back, and they took the base back, and then we started trying to get it back again after that, and it was just, oh, it just turned into a big, oh, huge battle. But you actually have to stay there this time, and it, you have to actually repair your generators. You have to watch everything out now. It, it makes it a lot more technical. I can see definitely a, an issue with this, though, in the terms of, like, VS always being outnumbered. It could be very hard for us to capture if it becomes a, a major tug. So tug of war based on numbers, that could be hard. Maybe, but we're not. We were not numbered at all this morning. Cool. It was. We were actually. Well, I think for we any the faction that might morning. be outnumbered for that period of time, like if you walk in into the game but, and you're twenty percent and everyone else is in thirties. Yeah, but there's so many bases. That that's true. There's a, a ton base. of them. 
<laughs> just spread out, and there's three different continents. So yeah, those yeah. numbers really don't mean much. Infantry jump height has been reduced slightly. Sh- uh, shields should now regenerate in a vehicle. Good. Pain fields have been implemented at spawn points. Yes, those are crazy. I, I found that today and got my butt kicked by one. <laughs> I have no idea what a pain field is. Um, we were in a we we had when we were when I was fighting for this base, I was on top of our spawn, basically shooting down at people or waiting for someone to get injured, and I jumped down and res them. Well, they took the base over, so now the spawn became theirs, and I was so close that I just started randomly taking damage. <laughs> oh. So you have to actually move away. So you cannot camp an enemy spawn. Nice. That is so, really now, it's helpful. Not, yeah, it's not a huge, huge, huge distance. I mean, I can't really say how far it is, but it's like maybe ten, five, six steps. Your, char- your character steps. It's not far. But it's you can't run help. up to the... Yeah, you can't run up and sit at the door. Or right next to the door and shoot them when they come out. you got to be actually a little bit away. So enough for them to see you and kill you before you get a chance. <laughs> they did a lot of random bug tests or bug fixes during that patch. Um, they added new weapons. The sniper rifles, sniper, rifles, sniper rifles, if I can talk straight today, now have additional attachments. The grenade warning indicator radius has been increased slightly. Good. Uh, they removed the strong arm and pitcher certifications completely. Explosives and mines will now be persistent even when a class is changed. Grenades should now explode even after death. Well, good. That's, that's good. kind of how grenades are supposed to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it was the, the grenades are tied to our soul essence in the future. Who knows? Or were, anyway. They fixed that issue. Uh, what else is notable here, Mike? The uh, heavy assault AA weapons now do less damage. Okay. They added uh, they added additional defenses such as turrets and gates, covers, and more restricted vehicle access to certain facilities. Nice. Um, they actually also did uh, ownership of certain facilities will provide bonuses to empires on each continent. So if you own a biolab, ownership of a biolab will provide health regeneration. Uh, tech plant is now required to spawn the main battle tank, the Vanguard Prowler or Mag Rider. So you actually have to actually control one on a continent, or you can't spawn it. Nice. And the amp station reduces the time to overheat the turrets. And then they also added uh, bonuses for completely capturing a continent. All territories on a continent. If you completely capture Indar, you get reduction of cost for items purchased with infantry resources, so grenades and that sort of thing. SMR, you get a reduction of cost for vehicles purchased with mechanized resources. And if you control Amorish, you get a reduction of cost for aircraft pers- purchased with aerospace resources. No one's going to ever control Indar. So, I can't yeah. see that happening. Amorish? Yeah, I can see that a- happening. Amorish, maybe. Essamur is the easiest one because they have the least bases. And we, like we said, we did talk about the uh, capture mechanic change. Um, they, they're saying that the landing should be, imp- should be improved for aircraft with landing gear. It should be much easier to land and take no damage. Uh, yeah, it was a challenge to land in the aircraft before. I'll tell you. <laughs> they did some magazine increases, and we move on to the uh, this week's, today's patch when they kicked me off the game. Uh, restarting a Twitch stream after it fell due to resolution change will no longer crash the client. Okay, blah, blah, blah. 
the invite to platoon function should now properly allow invitations. That's kind of useful. Uh, the heavy assault overshield ability now functions as, as intended and takes more damage. Good. I, I'm I love in heavy assault, man. Um, I'm gonna get into that more here in a second. But gameplay changes. A max AV weaponry projectile speed has been increased. Control point neutralization neutralization rewards have been decreased. A number of outposts have been provided additional cover and tweaked with additional jump pads and walls to improve flow. Uh, continent locking will now provide a 10% cost reduction to a single resource when owned. What we just talked about. Yep. So it's 10% reduction. The forward grip has been removed from a number of assault rifles, carbines, and light machine guns. Interesting. I wonder what that, how that choice came to be. Uh. Yeah, regardless. Uh, the extended magazine skill has been removed from slight, some slight machine guns, or light machine guns, sorry. Players will now regenerate health automatically without their empire owning a biolab. Performance upgrades are now set up in packages. Alright, so yeah, they did some um, performance upgrades to the Flash, Thunderer, Lightning, all those good guys. Um, they made some improvements to brakes and rotations and all kinds of things in the tanks and a lot of, a lot of aircraft tweaks, which is a necessity. I, I can definitely agree to that. Um, however, the game is coming live in six days, and I am insanely excited, especially after I saw what I saw in game today. I spent two, almost two hours oogling at the menus, trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do when the game launches. And I have a whole list of prices here, Mike. Already? Awesome. So, they actually launched, they released the cost for Station Cash for different things. The stores were very, very entertaining to me. I had a blast looking at it. I have 11,000 Station Cash right now from all the bonuses we that I've been seeing and double weekends and the uh, triple weekend last weekend or whatever it was on Sunday. I got that and then with the uh, Alpha Squad. <clears throat> so I was pretty excited to see these numbers because I was expecting them to be much higher after Mike's little horror story on Planet Side Off the Record. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the vanity gear, which is be like a new mass for your your infantry units, um, including like camos and things of that nature, for your vehicles as well, goes anywhere from 450 to 750 station cash or Sony cash, station cash, right? Yes. Which is not bad. Um, I forgot what the equivalency is. Is it what ten uh, dollars per one thousand? Yeah, unless you get it during double or triple, which is the only time I ever buy it. That's the only time I recommend buying it, right? Because you're looking at seven dollars and fifty cents. It's pretty much a dollar per one hundred. Okay, so you're looking at some vanity gear will cost you anywhere from four dollars fifty cents to seven dollars fifty cents on average. Um, seven day XP boost. Did you notice, Mike, that I couldn't find anywhere that for implants? No. I couldn't find implants anywhere. They uh, have... I'm not. I didn't even try to go through that this morning when I played. I I just kind of wanted to shoot people. They have been removed and, and res people. No, there's there was still a spot for it. Really? I didn't see it. Yeah, I saw the spot for it. I just didn't click on it. To I look didn't for see anything. it. No, that's for the boost, man. Oh, okay. not the implants. The boost slot's there. Implant slot is gone. Oh. And I noticed in the certs that a lot of the what used to be implants buffs, buffs were put into cert points. 
Oh, cool. Well, that's good then. I could be wrong, but I looked everywhere and could not find an implant anywhere on the marketplace, anywhere at all. Um, However, the seven-day experience boost for yourself will cost you 500 station cash. That's a good deal. I wonder if it's going to be seven days of playtime, actually you playing the game, or seven continuous days from the day you buy it. Seven continuous days of purchase. So it's from the moment you buy it, you have ten day, seven days. Correct. I'd rather it be seven days of playtime. Yeah, that could stretch out over several months, though, with some people. Exactly. I, you know, I get that's, maybe one, two days a week to play, so it's not really worth it That doesn't really make it. sense. If you know you're going to be playing a lot during that week, and you like you have the week off or whatever, yeah, um, that makes sense to buy that. really would. The one-day squad XP boost goes for 350 station cash. That um, cool. The resource amp one day goes for 150. The resource amp for one hour is 75. So 75 cents for one hour. The squad XP for seven days is 700 station cash. That's pretty cool. Uh, let me see here. I got some more stuff here. Uh, vehicle camos go for about 500 station cash each for one-time use. Uh, ornaments, like hood ornaments, things of that nature, go for about 100 station cash plus, depending on the ornament, but the average was 100. Uh, vehicle single-use camo, oh, the single-use camo was 70, 750, or 75, sorry. The single-use was 75 station cash. The regular camo, unlimited use, is 500. Oh, that's cool. Um, infantry single-use was 50. Vehicle weapons went anywhere from 250 to 750 station cash. I was not expecting that. That is the same thing for regular weaponry, for infantry weapon, about 450 to 750 for a weapon. Not bad at all. Looks like I'll be able to outfit my Sunderer. Yeah, I was looking at the heavy armor, my um, my heavy suit, the rocket launcher, the best one in the game for Vanu. That he's mm-hmm. seeing 750 station cash sold. Mine. Nice. I I uh, I was playing around with the uh, well, I guess the light machine guns because it's my the one my medic gets, and actually the second one on the list. So that the basically the second one you would buy, I think it's only like 64 cert points, mm-hmm. was better than the higher end one. It's called the XM9 Centauri. It's it's awesome. It's super accurate. It has a little bit of a spread if you do full auto. But it is, it's a, uh, does some nice damage. I was able to take out heavy assault pretty simple, pretty easily. I did some math and I figured if I was to, if with my 11,000 station cash, how much would I be able to get at max value? So say I wanted to get things that were all 750 station cash, I can get 14 of them. 14 and a half. Nice. That's a lot more than I was expecting, honestly. So. Looks like my, uh, almost 20,000 station cash are gonna, do me some good. Mm-hmm. A lot of real good, Mike. <laughs> of course, I've been saving mine up for about three years, so... Now's the time to spend them. <laughs> yep. That's what I've been waiting for. Planet Side 2 is here. So I had a blast looking at all that goodies and the different camos. There's a, uh, a headpiece I'm going to get from my Heavy Assault that's got, like, a skeleton look to it, or a skull look. Nice. It's completely BA. But the problem is there's also one that's all completely black. It's really awesome thinking about that one, and then the camo, how do I want to do that? I figure I'll talk to you, figure out kind of camo we want to do for a squad. And <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to figure that out for sure. And I was looking at, like, 
the fins you can get for your aircraft. I'm like, do I really want to mess with the scythe or do I want to go right onto a liberator? And I was looking at how much it's going to cost me to outfit my liberator with the weapons I want. And I wish we knew what the final server names are going to be. Yeah, I hope they announce that prior so we can get that out and about so people know where we're going to be at when the mm-hmm. game launches. And we can, because we're going to start our outfit the day the game launches. So we'll let, yep. as soon as we know the server names, guys, we're going to, me and Mike will pick one out and we will tell you guys through Twitter. Either through our personal Twitter or through um, Adrenaline Cast. That's our Twitter name, right? <laughs> yes, it is. So, Mike, what was your play like today? Or the yeah, today and this oh, wow. week? And I pretty much went over it earlier today. It was just I really liked the tug of war system, and then like usual, I was gunning through people, you know, pumping my arms, resin people as they were dying, and it's a it's a blast. I still like medic. I'm definitely going medic. I didn't get a chance to actually get too much actual gameplay. I've been really kind of waiting for the release so I can get my weapons and, and whatnot and the XP boost and all that. So I didn't want to make an outfit and trying to get people recently with all the different server shifts they've been doing was a nightmare to get people on the same server and play with friends. So I'm waiting for the game to launch for I really get some good playtime in. I plan on doing it, playing all day um, next week, the next Tuesday when it goes live. Lucky you. Well, I gotta work, but when I get home, see, I gotta work all day. So, <laughs> but then I have a half day on Wednesday, so I'll be playing it then too. So it's gonna be a blast. We're gonna get the outfit set up and get our friends together and just just mow over some NC and some Train Republic. Yep, it should be fun. I cannot wait. My biggest day that I'll be able to play will be Thursday. I'll play a little bit on Wednesday, but Thursday I'll be on for most of the day. I think. Well, no, I won't. Thursday's Thanksgiving. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I have Black Friday off. I'll be playing then. I'll be playing Black Friday after I go Black Friday shopping. You got roped into doing that? Eh, we do it every year. That's just suicide. Eh, not really. <laughs> Val tormented me with the idea of going Black Friday shopping, and I kind of laughed at her. Well, it's actually kind of cool because we already planned it out, but they start out early. They Some of them start out on Thanksgiving, so... Or I might not even actually go out in the morning on th- on Black Friday. <laughs> Just go out late Thanksgiving night and yeah, get back home eight. and go Some sleep. of them start at 8, so yeah. So get start at 8, get home by n- midnight and go to bed. Then on Friday, play. I will <laughs> definitely be playing on Friday, though. So You have Friday off? I always have Friday off. Oh, you do? I thought you worked on Fridays. Mm-mm. Well, I haven't had a chance to play any Dishonored, but I know Dan has, and he's been playing quite a bit of it. Daniel, I am interested in hearing what you have to say about it, man. Well, as I said, in the very beginning... Hold it. I I need to apologize. I didn't ask you your Planet Side 2 time, because I forgot you actually got some time in. (laughs) Yeah, I actually did. Uh, I've been messing around with the Scythe a lot more, and... I've got to say, I'm getting a lot better at my dogfighting, but those dang mosquitoes get away from me every single time. They're just too dang fast. Yeah, those things are fast. They're the fastest one. The Scythe definitely has more maneuverability than the others. And the uh, NCs, their Reaver, that thing's a flying tank. It's a death machine. They're a death machine. They know they can't maneuver or not as fast as the other two, but they don't need to. <laughs> But my epic story of the week is uh, 
we were going over a small little base, but out of nowhere, I saw these two Mac suits trying to flank me. So I turn around, take out my heavy machine gun, and take out one Mac suit. Turn around, take out the other guy, and at the end of the day, I just felt awesome because I used a heavy machine gun to take out two Terrain Republic Mac suits. I felt awesome. They must have been sleeping at the keyboard. <laughs> well, it's it's really, really hard to take out a, a Mac suit, especially if they were both um, anti-infantry based, so... Congratulations on that, Dan. That's definitely something to be proud of. Thank you very much. But uh, in Dishonored, I got a lot more playtime in. Uh, I did the first two major assassinations that you go through. I assassinated the the high overseer and the two twins. (laughs) I don't know what that was, but anyway... I was bleeping out your spoilers. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Spoiler alert! Uh, I got most of the spells that you can get. I'm still going, spending most of my time getting the runes and everything. But uh, I'm loving how there is so many routes to take on on the major assassinations. It's... Epic. Yeah, I look over at Dan. Hey, look, Joe. Look, Joe. I'm trash can killing. Oh, that's my <laughs> favorite thing to do. Uh, if there's a garbage bin somewhere, I will uh, empty it out of all the loot that's in it, hop in, crouch down, put the lid on. Wait, wait, wait. You're getting loot from a trash can? Crossbow bolts. Health elixirs. Not too many people say they get loot from trash cans unless they are homeless. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I close the lid and I'd be completely oblivious to everybody. And I love that one spell that allows you to see through everything because that is, it's actually really tactical. Because if I have an enemy that's in front of me, I can see him, wait until all the, all the other enemies that are patrolling get out of the way pop out of that trash can knife him in the back and go on my way hey one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest things of, one of the biggest rules of battle is knowing your enemy and any route you can get to know that enemy which why every country has spies nowadays the better so being able to view and see where they're at ahead of time through walls that's a very big little bonus very big. And uh, one of the other things that I noticed that I'm really happy about is that later in the game, as you progress, you find a lot more health elixirs, which are the health potions of the game. Because in the very beginning of the day- game, I was dying so much because I couldn't find food or health potions to regain my health. But as you get later on, you find them everywhere. It's awesome. And it just helps a lot. Awesome. That's, think, my, that's my Dishonored. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap this up with an email? No, that pretty much cuts it for my week. Nope. All right. Same here. We uh, value your guys' emails. Send us an email anytime. All right, guys? And speaking of emails, Mike, what do we get? 
Uh, WASDPC wrote, Hey guys, don't know if you've heard of this game or not, but I'd like to recommend the game The Walking Dead. Basically, it's a zombie for survival game that's strongly focused on the storyline and not the run-and-gun berserker type FPS. It's more about surviving with brains than surviving with guns. Just heard the uh, now I lost. Just heard you guys talking about The Last of Us in your previous podcast, and it reminded me of this. Strongly recommend playing it, even if you don't read this out on your podcast. And it's amazing storyline that can be changed completely in the click of a button and end up affecting the whole game in the end. This is what I love about it and the replay factor. Going back and playing it again and making different choices and ending up with a completely new game. Anyways, this is just my opinion. Give it a try and tell me what you think. See ya. P.S. Keep up the great show. I've actually played The Walking Dead uh, for about two hours. I have it on my PlayStation 3, and he's right. It's actually really fun. As you're going through it, you make choices. You can either kill somebody, save. You, you choose between saving one person or another person. Um, I, it just it's crazy how much it affects the gameplay and what who you save, where you end up, where you go. It's actually a really fun game, and he's right. It's more thinking. It's almost kind of puzzle based. But yeah. not really. You've got to you've got to plan your escape because you'll get swarmed. It's more real survival as opposed to the bang, fake bang, survival. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hey, that's the name of the show. Bang, bang, boom, boom. <laughs> bang, bang, boom, boom. <laughs> All right. If you guys want to send us an email, please feel free to do so at Adrenaline Gaming Podcast at gmail dot com. Game recommendations, your play of the week of any whatever action game you play. We want to know. We want to hear your stories. Even if it's something we don't talk about currently on the show, talk about it to us. We want to hear it. Um, even including your Halo 4. Just because I'm not a fan doesn't mean there's a lot of people out there that are not. Or that are a fan. Is what, that are blah, 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 blah. That's what I'm trying to say is blah, blah, blah. <sighs> you get the point. Anyway. <laughs> bang, bang, boom, boom. i got to remember that, Mike. Our iTunes shout-outs. Dan, you want to give those a shot? Sure. From the US of A, we have Three Shot Wonder, Nothingness, Stewie's Good Twin, ZZ Corrode, Scroto1231, and from New Zealand, we have Canis. Thanks for your five star reviews, ladies and gentlemen. We really, really appreciate it. Every bit helps. And our final thoughts I am super, super excited about the Planetside 2 launch. I have been waiting for this game to come out for the last 10 years. And that's uh, no joke. Yeah, I, I did out everything Joe said. Same here. Same here. Well, I guess that wraps it up, gentlemen. Um, how to reach us. Our website is adrenalinepodcast.com. We are trying to get more news articles up there. I'm, I'm kind of begging our news team to help us out there. Um, as well as you can hear all of our shows and past episodes from there. If you want to hear all the rest of the Quest Gaming Network podcast, we do several. Go to questgamingnetwork.com, or you can find us on Twitter as well, at Quest Gaming Network. Our email address, like I said earlier, is adrenalinegamingpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a shout-out, come on, and tell us your play, what your favorite adrenaline games are, and even your least favorite. I want to know it all, guys. Twitter is at adrenalinecast. Uh, we also offer $10 mentions. There's a little uh, donate button on our website. Every little bit helps to keep this uh, network running. It's a very costly venture, especially when we do multiple shows, multiple hosts. It's not cheap. Um, if you want to just shout out your clan, your guild, 
or a birthday, $10 will get you that right at the top of the show. And for individual Twitter, as I am at author J.R. Wilson, Mike is at Insane Hero, H-I-R-O. Derek, he's not here right, right now with us today, but he's a regular on this show, so I'm going to shout out his Twitter. It's at Subproda. Uh, I forgot if it was P-R-O-D-A or P-R-O-T-A. T-T-A. And Dan is Boone underscore Teeny, T-I-N-I. And uh, this show is is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. Keep on shooting those faces, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. And brought to you by Bang Bang Boom Boom. Adios. See you all next week. <laughs>